Welcome, gamers, to another episode of BGBG the podcast. I'm Logan. This is my fantastic co host, Ryan. That's me. And Brandon. Hello. Uh, today, your favorite gaming trio are embarking on a journey through time, highlighting popular board games and tropes throughout history. All righty. But first, I want to highlight a board game. Well, more so a board game category um, that's been growing in popularity lately, and that being um, escape room games. Um, you have like the Exit series, uh, Unlock games. There's the Escape Room, the game, so cleverly named. Uh, and you have like um, Box One by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, all of these are very heavily like puzzle based, like ciphers, cryptics, you know, different right. things. Uh, but they do all follow some sort of, of story or at least a continuous thematic element throughout. Um, they're usually like 15 to 30 bucks. Sometimes you get like three experiences in one game. Uh, I know the exit games are one-time playthroughs because you physically alter and rip pieces. Um, but like the unlock games in box one is replayable. Right. So you can just have, um, I don't know if you were there for us with us, Ryan. We, Jamie had one of these, didn't he? I never got to play. Okay. 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 So Jamie, we, I, I've gotten to try. I think it was exit. It was like the air, you're like, you're on an did airplane. You, did you rip any pieces? I don't remember. It's been a very long time ago, but I do remember, um, you were like there was certain like you had your timed how long you had to like figure yep. the things out and there's usually a companion app for a lot of things. yes yeah well there was a companion app for this one i remember there being a plane on the, the box that's it, this is at least like two no more than two years ago now so were you on a plane or? so from what i gather is like there was like a plane crash okay. is what i what okay. i understood it sounds like an exit type yeah. yeah um like i said it was very yeah. I'm thinking it might have been like five years ago. Yeah, now it's like, oh. My favorite is Unlock, and there's a board game series of okay. Unlock games. Um, you can play through one of Ticket to Ride, Pandemic, and ooh, Arkham Horror, Asylum, Mansion of Madness. One of those one kind of, of those One of the Cthulhu. I don't remember. I think it's Mansion of Madness, actually. So, but, uh, yeah. so it's three board game themed escape rooms, Right. Uh, which also leads me to beg the question, are these even really board games i mean they don't have a board but i don't know if a board is a requirement for board games or playing board games without boards so i have a, a strong opinion on that so i will go last i'll let you guys speak it out first okay i think they're games i wouldn't call them board games right they well it's kind of in that same thing like you wouldn't say uno's a board game right it's a card game true but it's still like it's still a game. Is, I'd argue card game is a subtitle. Right. Is it, board game. It's that weird thing. So it's like, it's, it's that weird, like it sort of fits, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Like it's its own thing. So are you saying board games as a definition of entertainment? I would say people don't say tabletop games anymore. They say they board, say board, board games. So, so I would just, say interchangeably, um, it would be tabletop games of the umbrella category. People just refer to that umbrella. as on board games. Okay, okay, I get you. Um, it's kind of where I'm at. I would say oh, I consider them board games. I would not consider the exit ones board games because they're only playable once. And I think a key point of any tabletop is game is to some form of replayability. Yeah. So I think that so the way I was categorizing it in my head is that they are an emulation of an experience. Okay. And yeah. that that experience can be emulated in the form of a board game, depending on how they develop it. Um, when you look at an escape room, you have a goal in mind, and it's about the puzzles and the experiences along the way, right. the jokes, the struggles, 
Um, if you experience an escape room in person, if you ever had the joy to do so, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 bucks a person, but so worth they're, it. They're so fun. It's kind of like buying a video game or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're going to go in and you're going to have fun with your friends and you're going to call it a night and maybe you get 30 minutes, I would say. It's Usually a good you have an hour to leave. I feel like you don't take the whole hour. Well, you haven't done some of the hard ones. Maybe I'm just dumb. <laughs> um, some, some of them take a good good 58 minutes. <laughs> um, so, but you're getting that experience in. So yeah, I yeah. view it as, I'm not sure I would classify escape room games necessarily as a board game. Um, I think escape rooms experiences that happen to be oriented around a board game. Like, presentation right so like if you have cards if you're laying them out um you know if you've got tiles you're having to navigate Mm -hmm. and stuff like that then yeah i'd say it can be a board game uh i wouldn't say escape rooms themselves would classify as a board game okay um there is like i said i've played a lot of the unlock games and the mansion of madness one um i think fits how you're loosely defining board games you flip cards as tiles for rooms in the mansion right to explore you find numbers that correlate to other cards to reveal more things. So it's kind of like a oh, tile exploration. Right. And so I, the way I view that is that you're experiencing the same idea of exploring mm-hmm. a room, exploring an environment, um, but it's shown in the medium of a board game. Right. Right. So that one would be a board game, um, but you could also have an escape room that's like a haunted house during Halloween time, mm-hmm. right? Where it's an actual house that has been renovated to do this one particular right. thing and it's reset every time a new group goes in um so then i think it's just it can be used within the board game medium okay so some so you're are you arguing that some escape games are board games some are just presented in the board game format and some just aren't yeah i'd say that's good. so it, it is it, it's kind of case by case basis how yeah. it fits i, I, get I you. think that it can do, be done tastefully within a board game environment mm-hmm. i think the ones that you see at your local stores your local chain stores of any brand um will have a great selection that i think mm, is worth buying. right um especially if you don't have a escape room area to do physically right um and some of the games can be replayed like you were saying mm-hmm. as opposed to going to an escape room you don't get like a yeah. ticket that you hand off to someone else and say oh you also go get to go well, to room. it's also that thing of like because uh, you said like it's 15 to 30 per deal whereas like uh escape room is 25 per person yeah so it like, depends on the room right? yeah so it's like you know what hey we you know we want to have this experience but you know the group can't like get together and like not 25 it's like well you know what we'll just buy this play it on a board game night before or you know on a game night before you know we do whatever or at the end of the night and let's everybody experience yeah. it you know I mean, my, my distaste towards the exit games is because they're not replayable. You right. usually physically rip pieces of the puzzle to right. arrange it in some way to to solve it. Um, so that's why I don't like them. One of my friends does, they buy them and just photocopy everything, and then they play with the photocopy. Oh, it's, um, they, it's applicable in almost all the games. There are a couple where you need the specific material. Um, I see. contributing factor in some way. But that even in itself is trying to simulate the that's close one time use so, an escape room. yes it's, it's, it's different varying degrees yeah. right so you go from one time experience you had to be there to know it 
it's going to be an inside joke kind of mentality. Yeah. Right. And you go into this next layer where it's an at home. You don't have to drive. You don't have to find a place, possibly even cheaper, depending on when, what I'd price you can get the them on. Games right there. Yeah, right. And, well, the escape, uh, the exit games. The ones that you're saying are one time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're starting to get down into that layer where it's like replayable. More of a, more of a board game. Right. It's, it, it doesn't just jump from there to home it's okay. got little layers in between so it just depends on like where exactly like how it's presenting and how it does the mechanics of the idea well now that we've talked about a current game genre let's take the time to go back and talk about the tropes in games from the past man <laughs> games have been around for a so long like, yeah for a very very long time i'm i'm, I'm looking up like the big names and like developments and game genres throughout history. And uh, I ended up having to sum up everything before the 1700s as ancient, ancient. times. <laughs> it's just like, all right, you know what? You all get lumped in here because there's so yeah. much. I mean, like we have Sinet, one of, one of the first board games mm -hmm. in China or Egypt. Uh, it's Egyptian. Egypt, yeah. That um, and that is millennia before chess. Yeah. It's, and chess is old. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like uh, Sinet's 3500 BC. Mm -hmm. 23100 BC. You know, three. Um, where were we looking for chess? It's from where? Uh, chess is at 14, 14, 1475 is the uh, like the oldest recording I could find. Okay. That's still so really old. Sinet is older. older. And there's think... games in between that. And oh, yeah. Do you think chess itself was in its original rule set this entire time? Or do you think stuff kind of evolved? Oh, it, uh, I think stuff kind of evolved as we went along. I, I definitely don't think it's... So when do you think the game got cemented into uh, being, we cannot touch this, it's at its best, leave it alone? When did Queen's Gambit come out? <laughs> uh, well, so the first, like, official chess tournament, like, you know, like Grandmaster kind of thing, mm -hmm. was, it, oh, it was in the 1700s or the 1800s? I, I, 18, I, I, I was looking, there was so much stuff uh chess is just long yeah yeah so i would assume like probably around so then cemented in its ways i couldn't mm -hmm. imagine it changed much like what it would even look like. i mean even if you look at like viking chess and stuff very similar boards yeah very similar yeah. piece and hierarchy structures mm -hmm. very similar move sets like yeah maybe the knight and bishop move slightly differently or their roles might be switched but like it's all in all uh my mom for Christmas, my mom bought me a chess set that was based off the oldest chess set. Like they had like complete chess that they found. It was called the Isle of Lewis. Okay. And it was off of, it was like, I want to say it was off the coast of like Britain and they dated back to like the 15 somethings, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, and it, it's pretty much the same as, you know, modern chess. So I don't, I don't know of course how much they change it just to present it as modern chess, but yeah. So, so ancient times, our, our general category. category. Yeah. Uh, all, all the games were fairly um, abstract strategy, right? Not right. abstract Piece, in the strategy. Simple pieces. Yeah. Like abstract yep. and game board and pieces and then strategy. Uh, you right here something funny, you know, like race games, like Parcheesi and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are apparently really old too. Yeah. There's an Egyptian one called like hounds and jackals from 2000 BC. And it's like that kind of game has been around that long is mm -hmm. kind of, but it I makes for sense. As long as we've been up and running, we've been wanting to beat each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And I think that's just, a somebody joke. has to win. <laughs> yeah. If you can make it competitive, it's existed. Uh, Checkers is like 3,000 years yeah, old and for one. versions of. Yeah, Batgammon, Othello, the, the Asian version of Othello as well. Yeah. A different name. Wouldn't that be 5,000 years old? 3,000. You are correct. It was 3,000 BC, <laughs> so it's like 5,000. Uh, you have Mancala <laughs> and its various rule sets and versions. Right. I love it. Um, 
it's a it's a simple fun where's that one from i think it's asia and africa like that area yeah i see I, that area those are very different areas yeah. on that side of the world right yeah, yeah it's, it's not all, american that's it's, for sure. it's over there so very american way of thinking I'll, I'll, about I'll, it, right? I'll look it up i'll look it up um, i want to say it's african talking. But that might just be completely wrong. Yeah, that might was, be a trope. I think it was one of those simultaneous, like, it's like a simple concept. Like multiple people came up with the idea and they went, oh, we play that. Yeah. Uh, or something similar. Similar, right. Um, East Africa. Yep. Okay. Uh, 700 AD. Um, it's not that old in retrospect to the other, <laughs> other we stuff. About. Still severely old, though. I don't know, man. That's only like a thousand. Years old. <laughs> That's only a thousand. Well, the last one you just said was like five thousand. This is fair. What do you mean? <laughs> this is I, fair. Uh, okay, I agree with Logan. The ancient is a broad category. <laughs> well, and, and, but all the games in it are fairly similar. Like right. checkers. There, it's the Iron Age problem. Yeah. Right? Yep. Where it's uh, like everything was kind of the same. Yeah, we learned different. You could carve it out of stuff. wood or play it on the ground. Right. In some sense. And then there was at some point there was just a a boom. Right. A boom. A boom. Yes, a boom. Uh, and everything primarily, changed. I would argue, um, in the late 1800s, yeah, is is when I'd say the big development. Well, it it's uh, it lays a lot of the groundwork for later genres, because I know we'll talk about it later. But war games get started in the early 18th century, not 18th century. I'm sorry, early 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, militaries would use them to train officers. Mm-hmm. And, and then of but course these games were not for the for the public right this wasn't right. for public and then then later Isn't on of course how technology does that yep. it'll be in for some the, military yep. Yep. for royalty and, yep. then, and then it's like oh down. yeah like <laughs> oh we're d- i i don't want to play with you anymore <laughs> the okay the peasants can have it now yeah. yeah um so what exactly started happening about then that made you think that that's the distinctive turning point uh of, of mine yeah, yeah you were saying like about is this 1800s. is the yeah yeah so i'd say say later 1800s early 1900s i'd say is the big gain in popularity of uh board games and that's with the creation of the roll and move game combining dice and a game board the iconic things needed for what you right these a board when game. people think a board game this is what you know uh, you're little... because the, the original games that did roll and move were economic or like life simulations with right games like the game of life park and shop yep. monopoly um big names in games that to this day we still know um so i'd argue that is why i'd say that's kind of uh, the boom yeah it's that very uh well that's where it's like that's like the start like mm-hmm. the next step you know it's like okay yeah. now we're starting to generate these it's, ideas it was games where like kids could play adult um the game of life you doesn't get to pretend to be an adult doesn't scrabble come out about that time it was like 1920 ish oh i can't spell <laughs> I, I don't know i want to I'll, I'll look this up too <laughs> yeah i i don't know about it's that. another one of those games my mom is crazily good at that's annoying it's like come on let me no, win I, one i did not expel oh what you did expel 1938 1938 okay so, yeah, so it's like um, fitting that era yeah yep yeah so so board games start coming out and then um they're definitely more like the big ones that started mm-hmm. like life simulation you get to play adult Right. I mean, kids do that with imagination. Now they do it with dice and uh, money. And they get to think a little harder. Uh, this is the consequences. This is the era. Decisions. This is the era, too, where War Games is another little step up. Yep. There's a Little Wars, which was made by H.G. Wells. Fun, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was made so he could play with the, his son's toy soldiers as a war game, basically. It's so yet again, like you said, it's this era 
seeded a lot of the future games. Uh, same with that era. We got games like a little after a little bit. Risk. Yeah, Risk. Uh, nineteen fifty-seven is. I feel like um, Risk is like a a virus of households. Everyone has a game of Risk. <laughs> eventually. Yep. Dads love it for some reason. I mean, I have I, three copies, and <laughs> one of them I don't even think has pieces anymore. Yep. It's just a And box. one of them is completely sealed. One of them I actually opened, and we did not play the whole game through because everyone started leaving. Yeah. It's a long game. Yeah. Well, I've, I remember we played a Risk game of Risk once. Mm-hmm. It went so long. My mom went to bed. My brother went to bed. Tyler's sister was so tired. She just like found a couch. Tyler's sister paid attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She found a couch, went to sleep. And then Tyler and I just played to like almost two in the morning. Uh, I won. I finally was able to force him all the way into Australia and just assaulted that until he was out of sight. Left him with the dingoes. (laughs) And left him with the dingoes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the plan. It took so long, though. (laughs) Uh, And then at the same time, I had the. Considered a rival to Risk, Stratego. Yeah, uh, and also Battleship. Yeah, oh, Battleship. I love Battleship as a concept. Battleships. The idea. It's that. It's a deduction game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of my favorite genres to also collect. Also, complete RNG game. You can just guess and win. Well, that's kind of like the deduction, right? Like Clue mm-hmm. is a deduction. Yeah. Um, think of things like Guess Who, mm-hmm. right? Oh a yeah, deduction yeah. kind of feel of like there's strategy to it, right? There's definitely metagaming. But like you said, you could just play. Yeah. You kind of just figure it out. Uh, I, I found a version called uh, Risk, or not Risk, sorry. <laughs> there's, risk. there's Risk in Outer Space. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, risk has been risk so many times. It's, it's the monopoly of the <laughs> Yeah, it is. Hundreds. Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's Battleship in Space. And it is just Battleship in Outer Space. So you could do the in space. Uh, but what oh, they, I think you showed me. I did. I showed you. I found it for like five bucks at Goodwill yet again. Oh, oh Goodwill. Calling back to a previous Yes, I was going to say. Goodwill. Um, but instead of your usual like two-dimensional grid, it gives you three layers and then they have it's to complicated. Yeah. So then what, instead of calling like a one, like they go, I call section one row a and they hit everything in that row. Cause you're in space instead of like pinpointing, you're just Energy. launching, you know, uh, it's fun. I liked it. It's definitely it's confusing. It's, <laughs> it looks confusing. And when you play it, you're like, okay, cool. It just risks. Okay, so that's the or kids battleship. playing adults. You know, when do kids start getting games that are meant for, kids to enjoy oh that is a good question yeah because all these are like like mom and dad have to pay the rent (laughs) (laughs) so so when are the kids actually getting experiences there and tutored to that uh that's gonna be the 1980s uh around then like give or take couple. so the consumerism kind of area uh, that's when the boom of educational games started with things like carmen san diego teaching kids geography right uh trivial pursuit straight up trivia and the slew of question and like are you smarter than a fifth grader style games that followed suit right that would become the um i haven't seen that show in so long yeah (laughs) i think i Um, had that board game yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, like they had like, like the cool, different colored yeah. cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that, like that a came up board game. just like unlocked the core <laughs> memory. If in my you brain. still want to play it, Jamie has it. Why does Jamie have it? Don't know. He doesn't even have any. See, I have. I have a yeah. copy, um, but it's in like a big lunchbox looking tin. Why? I don't know. Why, do you, well, why don't you take care of your games? So, no, it's, it's that's what it came in. So, oh, okay. so fun fact: Jamie didn't have any siblings like that would play it with him. He had me and Perry, although you know, yeah. well, so close enough. I mean, that's kind of what we do now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have four games on my shelf. I'm like, 
Hey, you guys want to come over and play Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> Not on the computer, though. No, in card form. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm down. Um, no, yeah, that seems great. So do you think that was to get parents, is that that trend of consumerism, like parents need, like wanting to get parents involved in purchasing yeah, I, these? I'd argue that was the start of the Karen. Um, <laughs> the Karen? Uh, video games rot your brain. It's board games rot your brain. Right. Um, so it's... they made it board games to help teach kids. Oh, it's so violent. You're calling A1 and sinking a battleship. Oh my God. You're taking all, all the games are about war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so what we've been... I'm not going to lie. That was a kind of a touchy time to talk about war. <laughs> yeah, that's probably so... what's going on in the market. That's what you counter. It's like, well, we were in a war. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the poor dad picking it up at the stores getting PTSD. <laughs> they don't even call it PTSD back then. Uh -huh. so. Uh, you get shell he's like you can learn scrabble and how to spell it's like well i'm dyslexic and nobody wants to talk about yeah, that exactly. so <laughs> um but yeah so along with that like every country is making some sort of education right. game whether it's their own history or something like that like a uh, brainiac is just science questions teach kids science um a factor crap uh unbeknownst to the now current factor cap that people play is that what it's called Factor cap is something people do on like TikTok, right? And, oh, and okay. About that, this one do you think it's related? I think factor crap never took off in the '80s, and someone read it and decided to go with the new term cap. And they're like, "Oh, that's nifty." Drop the R. And totally just stole the idea. Yeah. No, there are no new. Ideas. There are no new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> look at Disney. I mean, <laughs> animated live action. I mean, just look 3D at this. animation. I mean, how many times have we seen Risk, Battleship, all yeah. that stuff? You know, yeah, like these are yeah. Monopoly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like in in the educational wave as well, was a lot of um, like flashcard matching games. Um, like this one game. Buggo. Oh. Um, Say Yeah, the tiles look like sand. Oh. You flip them, and there's a bug. <gasps> and then you have to keep flipping until you match bugs. And if you flip like the assassin beetle, you're out. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I played that a lot. Of it. That it's, uh, it's so we were talking about that. This has led me down to a rabbit, you know, a rabbit hole. Uh, I found a game called Cathedral. Mm -hmm. Is that church related? Uh, it's so it's the idea. I want to say it's French, but the idea is you have these little wooden buildings and you place them on these tiles and you have to place all of your buildings and force your like basically force your opponent where they can't place a building. OK, so you're and it's and it's mimicking of, of cathedrals remind me of a game that came out in the 80s was uh, the Bible, the game. Trivia. there's bible man bible man yeah it's, it's just trivia from the bible in a okay game. so like which i mean that well, works I mean, that, that still works yeah. right yeah it may be very focused but i mean that's something you know a sunday school teacher picks up brings mm -hmm. in and it's like hey we're we're playing a board game today it's like oh heck yeah i'm not then, well it's that thing of making learning fun mm -hmm. right it's ooh thunder, thunder? yes indeed thunder I was not expecting it to be that. As we all just kind of look at <laughs> yeah. the silence. <laughs> well, listen, we live in a desert. I will stop and listen to the rain. Uh, so I guess I'll, I kind of just circle back along this time. Like, well, board games are developing. We also have card games. Like, yep. like I'm talking, you know, like 20, uh, 21, uh, Blackjack. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Blackjack. Uh, Texas Hold'em. Cribbage. Oh, I'd, say, I'd say some of the arguably some of the first games that were developing along with these were gambling based games. Anything right. you could wager on, right? Love it. There's nothing else. To wager oh, on there's a um, there's a board game that's a kind of derivative of checkers. It's in the Assassin Creed. Chinese checkers. Uh, no, it's in Black Flag. <laughs> it's in Black Flag. Okay, oh. I can find that out for you. Sorry, I keep talking about it. Oh, but so it's it's a lot like checkers, and the idea is you uh, when you move a piece, you remove your opponent's piece, and the idea is you want to have you want to take all of your opponent's pieces. 
um, similar to Checkers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very similar to Checkers. So it is like Checkers backgammon, like related. Mm-hmm. Humans just love. Yeah, Perry like Perry hates it because it's one of those addicting because you can wager on the game, yeah. and then you play it, and then the so the ace. It's labeled Checkers or Fanorona. Fan Fanorona. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I wheeled us back to ancient, yeah. but it's like oh, I forgot about that one. That was so cool. I mean, it's a good point to make. Like, uh, we see all these games from like ancient, dubbed ancient times, ancient. like even like the the nineteen hundreds, eighties, nineties, right? Um, but we see like war games. We have Blood Forge. Sorry, is that not Forge? Is it Forge? Which one? The Viking one. Oh, uh, Blood Born? Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Yes. blood something <laughs> blood, yeah blood something blood rage uh it's a territory game with minis right um it's just themed towards norris and it came out more recently it is indeed blood rage. than than like risk oh you've shown okay, okay. Is there a on there um i can find out but yeah so it's that, that thing of like we, we made the, in a, the establishment was made and it's been kind of well, yeah we just re you just keep reusing that idea release early 2015 yeah so it's it's a much more recent well, yeah. game than when like risk came out but it is essentially Still the same idea risk. it's a territory game you're you, you're gonna make different types of troops you have enemies, right. you like strategic placement plays limited quantity right yeah i gotcha i gotcha like the these early games kind of shaped the, the way I, games still are today well, it, speaking of games today when mm-hmm. do you think that shift happened so like, that shift right like if you're gonna say like a time frame where we went from these kind of educational games to what we have today like yeah, what are so, the steps there? So like from these board games uh so so from what i've researched uh that boom is the the 2000s a lot happened then super rapid development of games i mean the fact that we've only we like we have monopoly still but the fact that right. there's so many games that we haven't brought up because they just weren't invented yet. Uh, the 2000s when it all started happening. It's like the big boom. Well, because it's right? like the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like games, board games, relatively new. They've been around forever, but the new ones are like very new. Well, because also in the 2000s, we have the, the TCG craze yep. start. Right, because Magic Yu-Gi-Oh, started Magic. late 1990. Yeah, so it was 93 is Magic, 96 is the Pokemon TCG, and 99 is Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, then, within six years or so, you yep. get the big three. And then 2003 uh, is when Pokemon and Magic kind of pop off in Zoom. I think that's probably when the cartoon for Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh also popped off. Right. Um, And following Shu in 2004, like immediately we get a ton of uh, drafting and deck building games like um, Domination, I think it's called. Right. At the list. Yeah. Or Dominion. Um, and you get a ton of games like that that we still see like, you know, and then, and and then you like, you start seeing a lot more of the complex board games start to pop up now. There's also a huge surge in a co-op where people finally decide we don't have to win Hmm. We don't have to beat each other. Like we can do it <laughs> right. together. We, right. You know, like yeah, pandemic. This, yeah, yeah, pandemic. Uh, the Forbidden, yeah, the Forbidden uh, series, series has some of those, right? Uh, Desert Island. Oh, I guess. Die. Yeah. Um, House on Haunted Hill has been around a while, and it's a yeah. co-op, but it also has a chance to be. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where you have the option of doing apologies yeah, i know everyone it's time to paint it's i have that alarm set so i will remember to at least paint an hour a day and i'm never paint home minis? with yeah i have hey minis uh i'm for never war games yeah. <laughs> yeah for my war games it's modern war games <laughs> you know your board game when you have an alarm to paint minis yep <laughs> Very, it is very tastefully done. Yeah. It, it, you're still playing war games now. Yeah. It's a new war game. Yep. It has its own books that are printed yep. recently mm-hmm. and updated recently. Yeah. Well, but it's still just 
more it is totally it's and it's, it's more with extra steps it's actually close yeah. to like the original like kind of war game idea too of like you have you know it's much more abstract in your thing how old is heroescape he, heroescape is from 2004 2005 like it's, it's it's new but uh warhammer's from 87 warhammer's old. Warhammer old that's and that's 40k that's not talking the fantasy side i oh. don't actually know what i think fantasy is probably a few years before that cool what do you got for me um Fun it fact: was purchased and manufactured by Hasbro from subsidiaries in 2004. I'm not sure if that's when it started or if that's when Hasbro I still made say it popular. Early 2000s. So close. So uh, that's a big leap because what did Warhammer up till then have any real map making components or was it just minis? Uh, it was. Mm. It was. Oh, so I can, so it's always been just really the minis. Yeah, I was gonna say there's not much map mm. to Warhammer. It's more of like a. A, a tape measure thing yeah well because okay. the thing is you do have terrain but it's more of like you build it like i made a house of my own that's in the right scale right okay. and, and those do have rules like they're the cult you know like uh currents like ruins so it's like if i'm in this of course it's harder to hit me or take my guy out you know yeah. if i'm in a house of mirrors in my house of mirrors <laughs> um people in glass but yeah so stones. a fun fact <laughs> yeah use the laser <laughs> fun fact gw started out as a group who had the license to just distribute D D. Mm-hmm. always when i hear gw i'm thinking of like a tv show yeah i know because cw yeah, yeah it's gay everybody just calls it uh gays workshop or james workshop mm-hmm. g-dubs it's i can't it's like a watsy i can't be bothered to say wizards of the coast every time yeah it's just like wizards or watsy yeah just b-dubs b-dubs yeah uh but yeah so it's old like mm-hmm. what's funny is like you'll i'll interact with people in the community space who are like well, I remember playing Rogue Trader. I'm like, neat. I came in eighth edition in 2015. <laughs> I know when I was like starting high school, a big thing was these kind of like games that play like Civilization, right? Where you, you've got like, oh, to get a resource, you're not just getting it anymore. You're going to want to have to send someone like there to Catan, get it. right? The, Catan. the worker placement game. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which, like, this yeah. idea of like, your people themselves are part of your resources, not mm-hmm. just I am passively getting resources. I like yeah I like mean, say a hotel in Monopoly. Right? Yeah, You're I'd say get that eventually. Yeah, I'd agree. Like when I was more getting into board games, when I was finally like old enough and I had money for myself. Right. Uh, those were the games that were coming out. Right. Uh, finally enough, when I was researching, uh, Sailors of Catan came out a while ago, um, but nobody Me. liked it. It's it's another one of uh, there. I bet there's quite a few games where like, oh, nobody talked about, it, and then suddenly like a few yeah. decades later, and sometimes suddenly people are playing it. I don't know if an expansion came out or what rule change but people are playing it and you get like agricola to zolkin um and suddenly like everybody wants to do Carcassonne. it you right all right. these i've got like the the xcom board game yep you got oh yeah you, you gotta dedicate your money right in that game it's, mm-hmm. it's money but you dedicate it to different units mm-hmm. you, you place be... some sort of meeple or representative of something to get something else would right? you say the minecraft board game falls under this because you have to collect the resources yourself yeah, i would not you I'd wouldn't partly oh. it's not full worker placement but it's a resource management. but it's a resource management yeah, it's game a resource management game. right i wouldn't say it's necessarily a workers I right right lots of games are resource monopoly you gotta uh, right right okay management. i just it, it but, depends on how broad you go yeah, yeah so it's obviously. like i would classify it as it has three or more different types so like splendor like dollar bill a five dollar bill no, 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 oh but i get what you're saying so like yeah, splendor yeah, yeah. has three different gems at least mm-hmm. it has it has five five, five and a wild yeah and so that would I, I would make a resource game uh whereas oh. monopoly you only have money as a resource so it's or like uh wingspan because you have like 
your foods. You have yeah, your so bugs, you have, you have eggs, bugs, and birds eggs. themselves. Yeah. Well, I'd argue wingspan might even be worker placement. The the workers are your it eggs. Is. Oh, you place them the, to get specific. Where you place your you gotta, birds also yeah, affect things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it okay. Depends on how much you get to draw. Yeah, so it's such a weird thing to think. Wingspan uh, is worker placement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a that's the thing is, is as these games get newer, because Wingspan is a twenty twenty game, twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's, it's fairly new. Um, right. So, it's starting to incorporate multiple genres. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's getting muddy now. It's got the machine building aspect. <laughs> right. well, I, Engine like it's, building. It's both worker placement and a heavy resource, mm-hmm. right? You're starting right. to muddy that water. It's like, okay, well, what is it? Well, you get, and it's, it's an educational game. Yeah. Yeah, because it's teaching you about, well, about birds. It's that thing of people like you start, you because the farther you go, they're like, well, I like this from this genre and I like this from this genre and how can I incorporate them together? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I know, okay, but if I had to get stuff from recently, like when I came to college and I was starting my college career, I started collecting a lot of one night werewolf because it was so easy to play, but it was, yeah. it's that deduction. All, game. all the games now are secret hilter. A few moments later. Funny. All the games now are social deduction. Games. I wanted to be known for the recording. That's like his seven to 10. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. So all games now, really, like that's that's the big. Craze. What's the the one we played at one of the board game meetings? The it's in the series the of the books, Hollywood. Thank you. That whole series is social. Is Salem. I think Salem's my and, favorite so far. Yeah, I've yeah. only played the two. But. Uh, you'll have to play um Bristol. My I want to play Bristol. That one sounds like I a lot of fun. Play that does a racing game. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the, uh, yet again, leading back easy way back when. Yeah, leading back. Um, but yeah, so those kinds of deception games i don't know if it's because deception itself is popular in I our think people age. like lying i, I think <laughs> it's sports. just the idea that the information is not there because we live in an information age now where if like we've been doing all podcasts we just look something yep, up right that is true whereas in a deduction game it's you don't get to know that you're not privy to that information and i think that's what hooks you is just it's it's the chase. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? it's you know something I don't know, and I right. want to know yeah, that. And it's that chase, you know. It's it's the it's the rabbit and, for us. And I'd say it's the big differ from games like Clue, which were deduction games, but with like a logic aspect, right, right, yeah, to a social aspect of in a gathering, kind of bringing people back together off the screens, and then like you have to read someone's expressions, try to figure out. Are you the spy? Well, cause in Are like, you the communist? Are if you ask a question in Clue, they, have, they give you the information. It's yeah, not like they, they, they can't like, well, maybe I have the axe. So you, still, right. you still have to deduce some things, but... Right. Right. Like if you're playing a, a game of Town of Salem, you know, you miss that compared to a game of Werewolf in person. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's just, it's just the info. But then you play a game of, say, One Night Werewolf, that variation... Uh, and someone starts telling a, a story and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they only confirm information after someone said it. No, like, yeah. The story checks out, but they went last. last right. right. And so it's like, well, now how does that f- say? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or so, did they just go first with confidence? I mean, I mean I, <laughs> does that's, lot- that's still the existing mm-hmm. trend, though. Like if I, if I were to us? go like on the top. Yeah. Well, among us. Um, but if I were to look at like the top selling games within the last five years, at least. I would say that social deduction is going to be mm-hmm. up there. Right. Well, I'd say we'd have to pull reskinnings off that list. Because with reskinnings included, Monopoly and Uno sell a lot. Um, right, right. Also, something to take into account is like when we start branching off to these new genres, um, households may not adopt them. Yeah. 
Whereas like groups will board game right. groups because like when you have a group of people playing together, it only takes one person saying, to buy hey, the thing. Do you guys want to try this? And mm-hmm. they buy it themselves and they bring it. Whereas when you have a family unit, you're going to innately want to only spend your money on stuff that's a safe bet. Yeah, right. Because it, it stings like, well, I bought this and the kids don't like it. Right. Where I bought this mm-hmm. and it is not at the level, level that the kids yep. can comprehend. And then they'll sell it at a garage sale for cheap. And then some some nerd like us will get it. It's like, yes, score. We'll donate it to a Goodwill. Yeah. So we can buy it for $5. Listen, I'm telling you how much I stuff. Found, uh, my Flux Jumanji, $4. I got it four dollars. Oh I'm yeah, playing. at sixteen dollars off. I'm on an MSRP. Logan's <laughs> <laughs> like, ouch! <laughs> I don't want to win. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of things, I found at Goodwill. They're making another expansion to King of Tokyo. I'm like, no, I just got everything too. I, I don't even research Dungeon Madness anymore because you so know, <laughs> I'm so afraid because I have the box now that fits them all. <laughs> I'm like, if you release another expansion, I'm just gonna cry. Yeah, it's always better for me just not to know. And the thing is, I want to buy that game, and I'm like, I'm afraid to be like another like, oh, I got to get everything now. <laughs> Talking about the history of board games has been fun, but it's time to wrap up. Thanks for joining us, and catch us next time as these board geeks talk about RPGs outside of high fantasy.